Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners. Welcome to today's broadcast. Pick up any newspaper, any day of the week, And you will read about it, the cry for justice. Everyone, the politicians, the labor unions, the freedom fighters, the World Council of Churches, the Greenpeace advocates, everyone decries and bemoans the injustice that pervades society. And everyone is bound and determined that what is needed and what must be worked for is justice and freedom for all. But the questions that are all too often not asked are, What is justice? What is righteousness? Who defines it? And how? Why is it that some herald the ever-growing expression of lawlessness, immorality, pornography, homosexuality, abortion, euthanasia? Why is it that for some the alarming increase in such lifestyles is welcomed with open arms? It's seen as a triumph of justice in the land, while others tremble at the very thought of such activity. It all has to do with sin, who he is before the face of the Lord. If you see man as a creature who has evolved over many eons through the forces and the powers that are inherent in Mother Earth, then it is man himself who is good, then it is man himself who defines what is good and what is just and what is sin. Then man will welcome a liberation from the law as a move toward justice and freedom for all. And then sin is whatever stands in the way of such liberation. But if you see man as a creature of the Lord, and as someone who is answerable to the law of the Lord, then it is the Lord who defines sin. And then the questions of justice and righteousness are questions of obedience and disobedience to the law of the Lord. The scriptures speak about the just and about the righteous in the land. It also talks about the wicked, and it often contrasts the righteous with the wicked. The wicked are those who claim the right to be a law unto themselves. They disregard the law of the Lord. They have no intention of living in obedience to God's law. But the just live by faith. They bow Under God's law, they strive for obedience to God's law. The law of the Lord is their delight. It is of utmost importance that we try to understand the cry for justice in the light of Scripture. Jesus speaks of that in his fourth beatitude where he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Two questions come to mind. What is it that is being hungered for? And why is it that they who so hunger are blessed? In this beatitude also, our Savior is talking about people who are children of the covenant. They are citizens of the kingdom and belong to him. By faith through grace, they are members of his body, the church. It is important to bear that in mind. To understand that, we have to keep in mind that Christ is speaking in full awareness of the Old Testament revelation. You see, the scriptures of the Old Testament speak about the righteous. Then it indeed says that it is only through faith 
that a person is righteous before the Lord. The testimony of Scripture concerning Abraham is well known. Abraham, it says, believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. In his letter to the Romans, uh, Paul uses that word to explain that we are saved by faith and not through works. It's only through faith that a person can be righteous. The scriptures of the Old and of the New Testament confirm that. And as you know, the New Testament goes on to explain that it is Christ who is our righteousness. We are made right with God through the atoning sacrifice of Christ. By grace we are saved, and not through works. No man can glory in himself. But the Bible doesn't only say that. It also says that those who belong to the Lord do the works of righteousness. And then the Bible talks about such people as the righteous and contrasts them with the wicked. Think, for example, of Psalm 32, the psalm that talks so beautifully about the blessedness of forgiveness. David concludes that psalm with these words, Many are the pangs of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds him who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. There are many psalms and other Old and New Testament passages that speak about the righteous in the land. For example, when Abraham pleads with the Lord for Sodom, and then he asks the Lord, Will you, O Lord, destroy the righteous with the wicked? And the Lord answers, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. As you know, the Lord did not find fifty righteous people in Sodom. He didn't even find ten. But he did find Lot there. Lot was a righteous man, says the Bible. And that is, Lot was a man committed to the word of the Lord. And therefore he hated the lawlessness of the wicked. Jesus also speaks of the righteous. When he told the parable of the sower, he was asked why he now spoke to the people in parables. And then Jesus, you will remember, answers that the prophecy of Isaiah was being fulfilled. God's judgment was coming upon a people that refused to listen to the word of the Lord. A people that wanted to be a law to themselves. And then Jesus goes on to say to his disciples, But blessed are your eyes, for they see. And your ears, for they hear. Truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. You do realize that the people of the Scriptures say are righteous and not without sin. Certainly not. When you think of Abraham, or Lot, or David, or the disciples of Jesus, then you know that none of them was without sin. But they are the righteous not only because they know that their salvation is from the Lord, but also because they love righteousness. They want to live and do the word. It is the word of the Lord that directs them to focus all they say and do unto the Lord for his glory. The righteous sing with all their heart, How I love your law, O Lord. Of your law, longing of their heart, they hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is, they hunger and thirst for what God says is right. They want so very much that they themselves stand in the right relationship with God. And they want that for everyone and everything else also. 
It is God, our Creator, who says, You must love me, the Lord your God, and you must love your neighbor as yourself. Christ says, When that is the desire of your heart, then you are blessed. Then you will not be walking in the way of the Pharisees, the way of the hypocrites. They bask in their self-righteousness. They do not love the Lord. Rather, they have made the law their God, and they have no regard for the neighbor. They pride themselves in their righteousness, their observances of the rules and regulations, and they think that they have thereby earned the right to stand before the Lord. They do not understand that their self-righteousness is as a filthy garment before the Lord. And that is why they're lost, unless they are clothed with the righteousness which only the Lord gives. But those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed. Why is that? Jesus is talking about people who love the Lord and who now also seek his kingdom and his righteousness. The people Jesus talks about know that they are sinners, and that troubles them. That is precisely what life in the covenant is all about. That is exactly what Jesus is saying. Whoever wants to walk in the way of the covenant, all such people will be satisfied. Or more literally, they will be fulfilled. At this point, it is important to pay attention for a moment to the words Jesus uses to describe the desire for righteousness. He talks about hungering and thirsting. Hunger and thirst for food never really ceases. A person who is healthy longs for food and drink every day again. And that is the picture Jesus draws of those who seek righteousness. They long for it so intensely because they know without it we perish. Christ says to all who so hunger and thirst, you will be filled. You will receive what it is you seek. You will receive righteousness and the reward of righteousness. Long before Isaiah had written, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. And then he warns, don't spend your money foolishly. Don't buy what does not really satisfy. Incline your ear, he writes, and come to me, here, that your soul may live. To all who have listened well to that word of the Lord spoken by Isaiah, Jesus now says, you're on the right track. Keep on longing for it every day, for righteousness, for the justice of the Lord in your own life, and you will be satisfied. You will receive it. That is your blessedness today and forever, because then you will be kept from the snare of those who cry for justice in the land, a justice without the word, a justice without the covenant, a justice without the Savior, a justice rooted in lawlessness, a justice that is unto death. Children of Jesus Christ, hunger for righteousness. Thank you for listening. Till next time.